Again, uh, we are looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, uh, specifically the section on training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Uh, so when we look at that specific section, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa provides an outline, and we find that there are four categories in the outline. First, the mental training. Second, the measure of the determination to be free. Third, dispelling misconceptions. And fourth is ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. So in that fourth category, which is ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation, uh, there's a further outline, and we find that there are two categories under that um, final heading. Uh, so the two categories are the kind of life needed in order to halt cyclic existence, uh, or the kind of basis needed. Uh, and then the second category is the kind of path one needs to cultivate in order to halt cyclic existence, or the path needed to achieve liberation. Uh, so these are the two categories, uh, and within that um, section on the kind of path needed to cultivate in order to halt cyclic existence, uh, we find that there's a very short explanation of the highest higher training in ethics. Um, and in that section uh, on the highest higher training in ethics, when we look at uh, the four interwoven commentaries and we look at Jayan Sheba's specific commentary on that section, uh, we find that he provides us with eight categories to explain the section on the highest higher training in ethics that's just condensed or abbreviated um, uh, in this last category. Um, so there are eight categories in Jayan Sheba's outline, and Rinpoche said that we're now on category number eight. Um, so that's where we're going to begin. Just give me uh, one minute. I'll uh, find out. I'll provide you with the English page number. Page. Okay, Okay, so we're going to be on page 347 um, in the English, uh, 275 in the Tibetan, eight lines or so down. Um, and Zerbi Shine Neu Zerbi. Okay, so it's right um, near the bottom, uh, the Nusurpa. Jiba then Mayura, Jiba then Lawate, and then Janji Visaji, what the Jiba the Lemita Tagundu. Ne Nyamuji Nebushida to Dambas, Nyamuji Nebushida Damba. Okay. 
Um, so, in, when we look at the um, eight categories, um, the number uh, eight, there's a giant Sheba names it as that one needs to. Um, I was asking Rinpoche, he used a word I didn't know the meaning of, and I, th- I think it's um, applying an antidote very strongly to the afflictions. Um, and I think that's why in the in- English here they've chosen this word struggle, um, struggle with the afflictions. Um, so, I think that that. The meaning of that, when I look at the Tibetan, uh, means to really very strongly apply an antidote, meaning struggling with the afflictions, afflictions means to very um, strongly yeah, apply an antidote or apply an opponent to the afflictions. Uh, it's not, the word is very strong, not mildly. It needs to be um, very, done very, in a hard, hard way. And that's why this word struggle, I believe, is used in the translation committee, because um, it's very similar to very hard uh, struggle, applying an antidote very fiercely. Um, so that's kind of the name of the heading of this number eight. And there's four categories um, that Giant Sheba provides. And once those four categories are complete, then this section on the medium scope is complete. Um, so the first category is understanding the uh, antidote to the afflictions. And then there are the, uh, number two are the individual um, antidotes to the afflictions. Um, number three is the abandoning afflictions is the um, uh, primary route to the Dharma, or is the preliminary route. I think the, yeah, the, the word preliminary and root is there. So is the preliminary root to the Dharma. And one who abandons the afflictions is a hero or a conqueror. And these are the four categories that are um, used. Um, uh, and and uh, so, let me just see. So once those are finished, this is finished, and I believe that that's it. Deek Song Rameche. That's good. So uh, there are eight categories. I mean, eight categories. The eighth category has four categories. And now the first of the four categories has six categories. Um, so, okay, Deeksum. <laughs> 
Okay, so the first um, of the six is as follows. Um, further, with regard to keeping a pure ethical discipline in this way, uh, Nisurpa said, Right now, only this internal struggle with the afflictions is important. Um, if you do not struggle with the afflictions, you will not achieve a pure ethical discipline, in which case you will not attain the concentration and wisdom that respectively suppress and uproot the afflictions. Hence, as the Buddha says, you will have to wander continually through cyclic existence. Therefore, as I have explained before, once you have identified the afflictions, reflected on their faults and the benefits of separating from them, and planted the spies of mindfulness and vigilance, you must repeatedly fend off whatever affliction raises its head. Further, you must see any affliction as an enemy and attack it as soon as it arises in your mind. Otherwise, as if, if you acquiesce when it first appears and then nurture it with improper thoughts, you will have no way to defeat it and it will conquer you in the end. Um, so here, uh, it is necessary to apply an antidote immediately when an affliction rises. Um, and there are um, opponents or 
specific opponents or antidotes for each of the afflictions. And when we look at the three poisons, for instance, if, uh, for instance, attachment rises, arises, um, then one applies uh, the antidote of attachment, which is meditation on ugliness. Um, if one has a, a, a aversion or hatred that arises, then meditation upon love serves as the antidote. If one has ignorance that arises, then meditation upon dependent origination uh, becomes the antidote to that. So whatever affliction arises, one needs to be immediately apply an antidote uh, and get rid of it because of reflecting on the, the faults of the afflictions and the benefits of separating um, oneself from uh, them. Uh, so uh, this is all contained within number one uh, um, of the first of the four uh, in category number eight. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so number two, 
um, is as follows. Even if you fail to arrest the afflictions through such efforts, you must not allow them to linger, but must immediately disperse them as though they were drawings in water. Do not let them be like drawings in stone, but with regard to religious matters, you should do the opposite. Um, as Nagarjuna's friendly letter says, Know that the mind can be like a drawing, made in water, in earth, or in stone. When afflictions arise, it is best to have the first. When aspiring to religion, the last is best. Um, so we must not let the um, afflictions that arise become firm within our continuum. So we don't want them to stabilize. So when we were to draw something in sand or draw something in the water, it's drawn, but it's not stable. You know, it's something that's arisen, but it goes away very quickly. Um, but if it's something that's um, etched into stone, then it's not something that goes away very quickly. So we want those afflictions that arise to be like the water drawing, to be like the sand drawing, to arise and go away. But we want our religious practice to be like the etching in stone, that when that religious practice arises, it remains stable, it remains firm. So we're trying to make that practice within our continuum, those virtuous deeds, firm like the etched in, they are etched in stone, and we're trying to make our afflictions when they arise um, very unstable, like a drawing in the water. Um, so uh, that's what is meant um, uh, by the point made by Lama Tsongkhapa, and then um, Lama Tsongkhapa shows where the source of this is in Nagarjuna's uh, letter to a friend. Uh, <coughs> Conduzone, <coughs> Conduzone, and this also is included with number two, and it's a quote from Shanti Deva's Bodhicharavatara, the guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life. Uh, or here it says, this is said in the engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds as well. Uh, we should be obsessed with these afflictions. Uh, resenting them, we do battle while making exception only for those afflictions that are destroyers of other afflictions. So since beginningless time, uh, we've had these afflictions, um, and we should um, apply 
antidotes, when it says we do battle, we should apply antidotes, provide opponents to these afflictions that we've had since beginningless time, unless they are specific afflictions that destroy afflictions. And then it says, better that I be burnt or killed, or that my head be cut off, than I should ever bow down before my enemies the afflictions. So Rinpoche is saying, like, being killed uh, isn't um, so bad compared to bowing down to the afflictions. Uh, which are the true enemies um, because of the consequences, the actual consequences of the latter. Um, so uh, these are all contained within number two. ね、Lesson. Number three. Also, Geshe Pochoma said, When I am buried under the afflictions, I can still clench my teeth beneath them. Upon hearing that, Pochoma said, Botawa stated, If you do this, you will instantly stop them. So if you look at it like no matter what, even if you're buried under the afflictions, you will still um, move forward against them. Um, if you have this attitude, then you will instantly get rid of them. Um, so one should, should uh, adopt the attitude like this, um, that no matter what, even if you um, are buried by them, you still have hope, you still have this um, uh, um, desire uh, to provide opponents. Um, so this is number three, and there's not, Rinpoche said, much there. It's just this part. Yun 
nebate ne tene shiduki nyomuda chutatanda mains nyomuda taji mutuna yacha senya yomal tame bidawuda ndagumaris nyomun 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 shiro mikbons nyomun nyomude shirog mi tuni dubi shirog mi nyebuge pongures dai lese kanto dai lese kanto rojo ne dai lese kanto rojo kanto ne ne dane shimu tamati go de tada de sare dane shimu kanto ne ne nyomu buda tumba ina ya cha se umares tame buda wo yuchi ne pe ba ina ya cha Yüzüne dalden çinliyon ayol. Tenin dağım ağrıyız. Kanatı nene. Dağını şımın. Lüzeyin dağla. Tümpa mevliyen. Ağrıtı tümdü mevliyen. Sonları matu. Nümün bu matu. Tümdü mevliyen. Tümdü tümdü tümdü. Nümün bu matu. Çe son so. Sobatı batı şibari. So number four. When you root out. When you root ordinary enemies. They can take over another country, seize power, and then return again to challenge you. The afflictions are not like this. Once you expel them completely from your mind, there is no other country to which they can retreat, nor can they return. However, we fail to overcome the afflictions because we lack joyous perseverance. Uh, engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, ordinary enemies expelled from a country settle in other countries and take them over. Recouping their strength, they then return. The afflictions are enemies of a different sort. The eye of wisdom eradicates the various afflictions. Once cleared from my mind, where can they go? From where can they regroup and counterattack? Of weak mind, I have no joyous. Uh, of weak mind, I have no joyous perseverance at all. So here, uh, one must um, immediately. Um, uh, um, uh, this is uh, number four. The points are that one must immediately apply um, antidotes, but it must. It's necessary to have joyous perseverance in order to do so. Um, because we would create joyous perseverance by knowing that the afflictions are, n are our enemies, but they are not like ordinary enemies that can retreat, regroup, uh, go get some more new friends, and then come back um, and, and uh, bother us again. Once the afflictions are overcome, uh, they are overcome for good, and they cannot come back again because um, they are stamped out completely. Um, so uh, once, uh, and the way that one does that is by uh, the wisdom realizing emptiness. It says the eye of wisdom eradicates the various afflictions. Once cleared from my mind, where can they go? So the eye of wisdom clears the afflictions. Uh, the wisdom realizing emptiness clears the afflictions from one's mind. So if they're no longer present, then it's not possible for them to arise again because their presence has been eradicated completely. Um, so that's what's meant by this. Um, it's necessary to have this joyous perseverance um, in order to um, generate this wisdom, in order to uh, apply these antidotes um, to the afflictions. Um, so that is number four. And also, just anybody, when, I don't know who's doing it, but with the clicking on the cell phone, you can hear it on the tape, and it's distracting me when Rinpoche's talking. So I don't know who's using the phone, but please stop. Thank you. Talking about the new Rinpoche now, what is it? 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 
Okay, so then this is number six, and then that completes the first category, which is the uh, kind of the general application of antidotes, and then the next category we'll get into the specific um, applications. But this is number six. Um, such disappearance of the afflictions as Langaritamba describes occurs when you do as Gombawa said. What is there to do except to stand guard over your mind day and night? Furthermore, no matter how many times the great elder met someone in a day, he would always ask, meanwhile, have you a good mind? Meaning, um, is your mind crowded with afflictions? Uh, is your mind uh, at this moment um, applying antidotes to the afflictions? So that's what's meant by good mind. Is, um, or do you have a positive mind? So a positive mind, we go back as a translator's note, is one that struggles with his afflictions. Um, so we didn't know, with a, without a commentary, we wouldn't understand that. A good mind is one struggling with afflictions. And we would never think of it in that way, just as a note. And, but you see how this all connects. And that's the end of number six. Lasso, <laughs> Come ne Tacona 
te konani la mo mariba matu lende lende la mo bi mariba yo mare tende la junya to mariba la te konani la mo mariba bi chagore wo te mi mo dere te yanje suna te 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 cha yanje suna te jende mo ba thaji ji nyo mo ba thaji ji te shi ban te mo yebe ti nyo ba tende mo tu kun la ko anju du la ke ba sha os ko anju du la ko la ku ri ba ドゲンタバトクミタバニネコアルトゥジュンデゴデンタランデニワトソルケバジゴレスティネコアルクイジュトデンジレストママリバデンジロアナコアルトゥトゥネコアルトワトラタバタンランデニマレワトソルケ
first link, ignorance, is speaking of the grasping at true establishment. And then the second link is karma. Um, so we first have ignorance and then engage in karma. Um, so uh, those two types of ignorance um, um, are always categorized that way. But this ignorance is specifically ignorance of the nature of reality. Um, so uh, it says uh, the way to eliminate the afflictions is as follows, beginning with the six root afflictions. Among the great misdeeds, ignorance is the most tenacious and serves as the basis of all other afflictions. Therefore, as a remedy for ignorance, you should meditate a great deal on dependent arising and become knowledgeable about the progression and cessation of cyclic existence. If you have habitually cultivated this, none of the bad views, such as the five afflicted views, uh, will occur. So here it says about the progression and cessation of cyclic existence. That's talking about the cause and effect relationship which we find within the uh, Four Noble Truths. Uh, the first uh, two Noble Truths are the truth of suffering and the truth of origin. And this shows how one is bound to cyclic existence, how cyclic existence progresses. And then we find the last two Noble Truths, the truth of cessation and the truth of path, and this shows how one is freed from cyclic existence. This shows the cessation of cyclic existence. So once you become knowledgeable about the progression and cessation of cyclic existence, which means knowledgeable about the Four Noble Truths, the, how cyclic existence is caused and how cyclic existence is ended, um, then you are, are able to um, uproot that which causes it altogether, and that's the grasping <coughs> of true establishment. Because again, perceiving that all faults and all afflictions flow from the idea of the transitory composite, that's just the view of the transitory collection, and knowing that its focus is the very self, this self is what the yogi will disprove, because that grasping at self, true establishment, causes everything else to occur. That's why it is dealt with first, that's why it's the first among the 12 links of dependent origination. And that ignorance of the nature of reality is its own thing. Ignorance of karma and its results is completely separate and doesn't categorically fall underneath that ignorance of the nature of reality. That's specifically the view of the transitory collection. Uh, <laughs> So this grasping at the phenomena as being truly established that is the root of cyclic existence. One thing I forgot before, cyclic existence is the suffering of birth, aging, sickness and death, suffering of suffering, suffering of change, pervasive compounded suffering. The grasping at true establishment is what creates that. It is the understanding or the view that things are not truly established, that phenomena is not truly established, that serves as an antidote to the grasping at true establishment, which is the root of cyclic existence. Just like the antidote to the grasping at a rope as being a snake in a dark room, mistaking a rope for a snake, is understanding that it's a rope. The antidote for the misapprehension of reality is the proper apprehension of reality. The misapprehension being that phenomena is truly established, the correct apprehension is that it is not truly established. Like knowing that a rope is a rope gets rid of the idea that it's a snake, knowing that something's not truly established gets rid of the idea of establishment. Deek-san. <laughs> 
so we find at the beginning of uh, the uh, entrance to the middle way uh, where Chandrakirti, um, uh, it's within the first few stanzas where he says, beings think I first uh, and cling to self. Uh, they think mine and are attached to things. It says, then this hup, helplessly, um, they helplessly turn like buckets on a water wheel, and to compassion for such beings I bow down. So first there's this idea of I, then there's this idea of mine, and it says, uh, and this attachment occurs, and it says, because of this, we helplessly turn like buckets on a water uh, wheel. And Chandrakirti says, I have compassion for such beings. It says, and to compassion for such beings, I bow down. For, um, so the compassion, that kind of compassion is compassion, just as a, a translator's note, is compassion that understands the nature of reality. So that's, um, it's that ultimate compassion, named as. Ultimate compassion isn't compassion, but it's the compassion that has it for them because of understanding emptiness. Um, so that's just as a translator. Okay. So in the middle of the 12 links of dependent origination, we find the um, representation of the three poisons with the pig, the um, chicken, and the rooster, and the snake. And the pig uh, is the, the papa. Papa Timu. And then the pig is, represents the um, ignorance um, in, in the center circle. Uh, so we'll take a short break. And we will be right back. Tearing shade of silver the room. Yeah. Oh,呀。当阿祖的尼巴丁巴。他的木尼巴吉,他尼巴空度尼巴,空度尼巴。Lessa. Jumbi Okay. Conjugal Jumba, Gaza 
the accumulated roots of virtue, as engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, there is no sin like hatred. Therefore, never give hostility an opportunity to make an effort uh, to be patient. If hostility does arise, you will be uh, very happy. Hold on, let me try this. If hostility does not arise, you will be very happy even in this lifetime. Uh, engaging in the Bodhisattva deed says, those who persistently defeat anger will be happy in this uh, and other lives. Um, so, the Kontrodang Luta, the Yandra Suralan Kontrodang Luta, Kontrodang Luta, Kazan Jungres, Kontrodang Luta, Kazan Jungres, Luta Giva, the Kazatan in the Mabazon Mores, Kazan Jungres, Kontrodang Gaza Gaul, the Waja Nubatan Jungres. Okay, okay. Um, so, when we look at the destroyers um, of root virtues, um, um, the, we look at the two, ignorance, um, or wrong view, rather, and hatred. Wrong view is the, um, destroys the root of the root virtues, whereas anger destroys in, uh, the fruition of our root virtues. So the effect of virtue is happiness. So it makes that result less and less and less um, when we, we, we become angry. Um, so it destroys our root virtues in that way in terms of their, it be, they become smaller and smaller so the results become less and less. So our happiness decreases and decreases. Whereas the wrong view destroys the root of our root virtues. Um, uh, so this is how um, anger or hatred or aversion works as an opponent to our root virtues and, and what they provide us with uh, in the future. So we find um, actually two differing points that are made. Um, in the Shanti Deva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's life, Way of Life, it says that um, one moment of anger destroys a thousand eons of our root virtues. Whereas in the introduction to the middle way, it says that anger destroys a um, hundred eons of our virtues. Um, so we find uh, this point, the leyuka, the umajupa, the gari. So we find that there is this difference that's pointed out. 
Okay, so the difference um, is as follows. If, uh, for instance, um, one is not a bodhisattva and gets angry at someone who is a bodhisattva, then this destroys a thousand eons of virtue. If one is a bodhisattva, and gets angry at someone who is further along as a an a bodhisattva, uh, then this destroys 100 um, eons. Um, so this is uh, what is why we have kind of the different um, points being made um, between the two, um, the uh, bodhisattva guide to the bodhisattva's way of life um, and uh, Chandrakirti's um, entrance to the middle way. I've almost found it. What So we can see uh, that there is a slight difference between these two, um, the guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life um, and the Bodhichara avatara, Shanti Deva's. Uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, the, there is a difference between, I'm trying to find this, I found it though. There is a difference between uh, Chandrakirti's entrance to the middle way and uh, Shanti Deva's guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life. And Chandrakirti says, Indeed, all anger felt toward a Bodhisattva destroys within an instant merits that arise through discipline and giving of a hundred kalpas. No other evil uh, is there similar uh, to wrath. Um, so again, this is um, referring to being uh, one being angry um, who is already a bodhisattva at a bodhisattva. The thousand um, eons we find in the bodhicharavatara is someone who is not a bodhisattva becoming angry at a bodhisattva. <coughs> and that's right in the beginning of uh, the bodhicharavatara. I'm not going to get up, and, but it's what it says. <laughs> ดิบคุณรู้ลาบิวัตกิตาดิบะยอมาเรสวัตกิตามะมุจุนกุรอ่าเชสุมบัตตาโรติชิรเตลาตนบะทันจิตุกะมะยอะอะซวบะลัมบ
ตอนเลมิเชวะเดนจิลาสุบัลเคบายุงเกเรสลาตอมัลเจเกเรสเดบะตานูเรสโอเคซูบิเพมูซุงดัวแล้วสอทูชินะยาอืมโซวีคันไ
Um, this means that uh, when we defeat anger, when we engage in patience, which is the, how we abandon anger, um, we are able to um, have a rebirth in the future life in the gods, uh, demigods and humans, um, and able to have um, various forms of happiness and beauty um, as a result. Um, so there's a question of where this quote is from. Um, so we'll just say, um, Rimche is saying entrance to the middle way. This says so we find in uh, the Lamrim Dudan, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's abbreviated stages of the path, um, where it um, compares patience to a jewel or ornament. It says, patience is the best adornment to wear for those with power and the perfect aesthetic practice for those tormented by delusions. It is the high-soaring eagle as the enemy of the snake of anger and is the thickest armor against the weapons of abusive language. Knowing this, the wise have accustomed themselves in various ways and forms to armor uh, to the armor of supreme patience. I, the yogi, have practiced just this way. If you would also seek liberation, uh, please cultivate yourself in the same way. Um, so here we see the benefits of patience um, and how it is the um, weapon against anger. Um, and as a note, it's, it's not the antidote, it's just uh, a, a tool. It's not the direct antidote because that's love, but it's a tool, a weapon against it. Um, so uh, this is again the benefits of patience. <laughs> Hostility is the enemy who brings forth suffering both in this and in future lives and who destroys the accumulated roots of virtue. As engaging in the Bodhisattva Deed says, there is no sin like hatred. Therefore, never give a hostility an opportunity and make every effort to be patient. If hostility does uh, not arise, you will be very happy um, in this uh, lifetime. Those who persistently defeat anger will be happy in this and other lifetimes. Gabiare, 
so this is from the guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life. The rasam, game, gay, laying on, the rasam. Okay, so that is number two. Um, and uh, Rimache just read through it again, just showing how uh, we have uh, by applying antidote, by applying patience. Um, when we become um, start to see anger arise, we can be happy in this and in other lifetimes, meaning in the future we have rebirth in the higher realms and so forth. So now we get to number three, uh, which is attachment. Shiji Lesser. 
छाबाचे वाला सोबत हुआ ना ये डत हुए बलते हैं छाबाला सोबत हुआ तो नाते ชีชีชีเมรุญวาเลเดชาจิกรวาลุยชีเมเดชาญวาเลเดชาจงวัตสุมเตเรเตเนโลปุนินีลองลาดวะลุมินีลองอะเตเตมามุเตเตงีเว
so number three, attachment that is craving strengthens all previously accumulated virtues and non-virtues and enhances their power to create cyclic existence. So uh, that's the key, that enhances the virtues power to create cyclic existence, the, the non-virtues power to create cyclic existence. For those in the desire realm, craving arises from feelings caused by the mental process of contact, which involves sensory objects. So when we look at um, sensory objects, so the eye consciousness apprehends form, ear consciousness apprehends a sound, tongue consciousness apprehends a taste, uh, nose consciousness apprehends a smell, um, uh, tactile consciousness um, has a feeling or a sensation. Um, so eye, and ear, eye, ear, nose, uh, tongue, uh, and body, eye, and ear, nose, tongue, and body all um, have sensory objects that they experience and those that they find attractive we are attached to and those that are found to be unattracted we have aversion or anger towards um, so it says therefore you should meditate a great deal on what is internally or uh, externally or internally unpleasant and on the faults of being attached to desirable objects and thereby overcome your craving and attachment so this unpleasant is the ugliness so the meditation upon ugliness or impurity becomes the antidote for attachment. So that's what that means here, is uh, externally or internally unpleasant. That's ugliness. Um, and on the faults of being attached to desirable objects, and thereby overcome your craving and attachment. And then it says, the great master Basuvandu says, uh, the five beings, deer, elephants, butterflies, fish and bees, are overcome by five desirable objects. If a single desirable object can overwhelm each of them, why shouldn't all five destroy someone who constantly dwells on them? And then we find in the Nagarjuna's root wisdom text where it says um, uh, if the that which is desired is present, then attachment is present. If the desirous is not a present, uh, that which is desired is not present, then attachment is not present. Um, so there has to be something that is desired, something one desires for attachment uh, to be present. Dixon. Oh. <coughs> so number four deals with the eight worldly dharmas. Bede Tean Shikuyemi Gumbatan Chabrado Chavatamba Nedusuna Duba Juros Jidin Chujiwate Chamadaba Tabatuzu Ned Sumanyabi Abujuna Jidin Chuji Duyungres Jidin Chuji Jean Junyala Tawan Jidin Chuji Mm-hmm. 
Um, so this is the eight worldly dharmas. Moreover, the four cravings for gain, fame, praise, and pleasure, and the dislike of their four opposites, are quick to occur and difficult to get rid of. Strive to remedy this and stop these eight worldly concerns by meditating on the faults of cyclic existence in general and by cultivating the mindfulness of death in particular. Eliminate pride as it is the chief obstacle to the development of the path in this lifetime and causes future rebirth as a servant and so forth. The way to do this is stated in uh, Nagarjuna's letter to a friend. Um, So here, when we look at what the eight worldly concerns are, they are for... Um, gain, fame, praise, and happiness, and then disliking the opposite, disliking loss, disliking not being famous, um, disliking not being praised, disliking not being happy. Um, So we have this attachment for this uh, gain, fame, praise, and pleasure, and then we have this attachment uh, to um, also this dislike of the opposite of it. So we very much dislike not um, uh, gaining things. or It's um, sometimes translated as getting a gift or not getting a gift. Um, so um, I think that may even be more literal, receiving or not receiving a gift. Um, so uh, we, we dislike not receiving something. We dislike when we don't have notoriety, when people don't know who we are. We dislike when we aren't praised. We dislike when we aren't happy. Um, so, and we really like when we um, are given a gift. We really like when we're renowned, when we're famous. We really like when people praise us. We really like when we're happy. So these are those eight worldly concerns, kind of put in, an, in another way. Um, and, and this is what we need to remedy um, in order to understand that these are faults within cyclic existence and um, an incorrect view in reality. Um, so uh, it says, uh, cons- stop these eight worldly concerns by meditating on the faults of cyclic existence in general and by cultivating the mindfulness of death 
in particular. So we have Shi Shedrak, uh, generals and specifics. Um, and that's what's meant here. General about cyclic existence and then specifics about death. So then, Okay. Okay, so then there, um, when we look at this, uh, it says, and the four cravings for gain. Um, so gain, Rinpoche is saying being given a gift, being given something. So for instance, um, if we like um, being given food, for instance, um, does this fall always necessarily under the eight worldly dharmas? Um, because there is um, liking getting something, and then there's disliking getting something that can happen as well. When we get something we don't want. Um, so um, uh, if the Buddha is given an offering of a flower uh, and he, he likes that, um, then is this attachment? Um, so this is something we have to look at. It says cravings for gain. So getting something. So we like, that means get, liking getting something. So if you like getting something, does that mean you're attached to getting something? And then the, the example of the Buddha being given a flower offering. The Buddha likes being given an offering, but the Buddha doesn't have craving or attachment. So this is what we need to think about when we think about what this actually means. Um, uh, so when we look at these eight worldly concerns and the application of an antidote, we need to look at what we're trying to get rid of, what, they, what we're applying an antidote to exactly. Um, because it's not just, it's not the, as a translator's note, it's not the liking of it, 
It's the, the emotion behind the liking, the attachment to the liking. Okay. So is it an abandonment? Um, is it... Uh, um, so it says in the um, in order for there to be um, an antidote, there has to be an abandonment, something to be abandoned. Um, so in order for there to be an antidote, there has to be something to be abandoned. I'm trying to figure out why this connects, though. Anyway, it says this, uh, in order for there to be an antidote, there has to be something to be abandoned. Then the Ditsi Yandra Suralan, the Ponja, they Lapsa. Yeah, Lapsa. Uh, so if. Okay, so is liking applying an antidote uh, attachment and then we realize that there are two kinds of liking liking with attachment and liking without attachment okay Okay, so this number four, it says, moreover, the four cravings for getting something or um, not liking um, not getting something I'm just going to read it like this because that's the way that's and, and fame and not liking not being famous, praise and not liking not being praised, and pleasure and not liking not having pleasure, which falls under and the dislike for their four objects opposites, are quick to occur and difficult to get rid of. Strive to remedy this and stop these eight worldly concerns by meditating on the faults of cyclic existence in general by cultivating the mindfulness of death in particular. Um, so here, um, it's saying the faults of, if we go back, they're the general faults of cyclic existence that have been outlined previously here. And then it says cultivating the mindfulness of death in particular. So there's a specific death and impermanence. It's death and impermanence, really. Mindfulness of death, but it's death and impermanence. So the specifics about death and impermanence. That Thinking about the specifics of death and impermanence serves as an antidote to the eight worldly concerns. Deeson. 
ナジェティオバイナ、ソナンジュラン、トナンゴランドソ、ジュリジアゲワテ、ゲ、ゲ、トーデレスワテ、ナジェティオナ、トナンジュリチェトカブレ、ジュラン、トナンゴランドソ、
uh, I read further before, but number five is eliminate pride. That's where it begins. Eliminate pride as it is the chief obstacle to the development of the path in this lifetime and causes future rebirth as a servant and so forth. The way to do this is stated in the uh, friendly letter, Nagarjuna's letter to a friend. If you reflect again and again, just, if I, just as I have not transcended illness, aging, death, and loss of the pleasant, so my karma and its results are my own, un, my own doing. You will overcome arrogance because you will be applying its remedy. Um, so here it says eliminate uh, um, pride as the chief obstacle to the development um, of the path. Uh, in this uh, lifetime and causes uh, future rebirth. So the, the path in this lifetime is referring to those five paths, the path of accumulation, the path of preparation, the path of seeing, the path of meditation, the path of new more, no more learning. So those five paths um, have obstacles if you have pride, and you cannot actually achieve any among those five with the presence of this. Uh, so it's necessary to get rid of this arrogance um, uh, in order to um, uh, achieve any type of path. And it says, once you have certainty about the truths, the truths are referring to uh, the Four Noble Truths and the Two Truths. So we find in the Abhisam Alamkara where it says established truths, and these are referring to the Four Noble Truths um, and the Two Truths. Uh, and it says the Three Jewels, uh, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, Karma and its effects and the affliction of doubt will not arise. So once you've thoroughly analyzed karma and its results and the Four Noble Truths and the Two Truths, then the certainty about these things uh, will, will be there. Um, um, and you'll understand um, your arrogance will decline because of your understanding of death and impermanence and so forth. And that's a karma sum, yure. Okay, so we're going to end here because there's a lot more information. We only have a few minutes. Um, and we'll get back to the Everyone listens so well. Once again, thank you very much. So concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Maybe we could just record the thing, like, right now. Anyway, concluding model offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular, the essential teachings of Venerable Losandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. That pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Today, Rinpoche almost completed the section on the medium scope called 
ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. We're in the eighth category, according to Jayan Sheba's commentary, and Rinpoche gave a very thorough analysis of the topic of the highest higher training in ethics.